I don't even know where to start. So welcome, Kurt. Um, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Uh, you are now tuned in. I, wh what do we do here? <laughs> I think we leave this part in because this is awesome. Yeah. This is what so, do you do here? This is already good. Um, we we welcome just start talking. A big time small talk. That yes, small talk is happening. Okay. All right. Yeah, we just start. We just go. Big talk got small again. Big talk got small again. I don't mind that. I don't hate that. So the first thing we do is we say, um, please respond in the comments. Yeah, what do you think? What right. do you think this podcast We're, should be named? Ultimately, it's going to be Mike's decision, and it always is. But we like small talk. Uh, big time small talk. Big talk got small again. Um, yeah, post in the comments. So many options. Yeah, post in the comments what you think the name should be. All right, so... Got, today we got Kurt uh, in the studio today. Um, he joined the team a little over or close to two years ago. Um, and uh, what brought you to the team? Um, a big part of it was that it was two years ago. Um, I'd been doing some real estate on my own for a few years. I had a few different investment properties. Um, and then COVID hit. And all the other work that I was doing was immediately shut down. And so once I had a little time to regroup, uh, I remember talking to my wife saying, look, I've been doing this real estate on the side, kind of making things work on my own. It's worked out pretty well, but I knew that I had missed opportunities and I knew how much I had had to learn the hard way by just jumping in. And I said, I, even then, even when I was really in over my head and things were not very neat and clean, I still really enjoyed it. So I thought, I think if I get actually trained and become a professional and work with a group of people, I think it'd be even better. And um, I think it was just a few days after kind of coming to that conclusion that you posted that you were looking for okay. new agents. And so I gave you a call. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so that, that's, that was kind of my next question. How did you get connected <laughs> with the team? So it was that timing. Yeah. I just said, Hey, I should really look into this. And then um, you posted. So I, it was really, just coming in to talk. I want to learn more about it. Sure. Um, so we met right down here in the office and just started talking about what it would look like to actually become a real estate agent. Did you interview with other teams or brokers? I didn't. Um, and part of the reason was because when I first met with you, you explained that as an agent, once I was licensed, I would actually be interviewing the broker or the team. Right. It was really... Yes, they had to invite me, but my real goal was to find out who I wanted to work for and what team I wanted to be on, at least as much as who would actually hire me. Sure. Um, so you've been in real estate for almost a little over two years. And what would you say is like one thing that you're really good at or your superpower? Superpower? <laughs> um, Besides your amazing voice. <laughs> I think, I mean, such a huge part of it is communication. And um, a big realization for me was, like other work that I've done, the, the point is really not the house. The point is the people. You know, you're, you're trying to find them the right property, but it's way more about the person you're with than the homes you're going to see. Sure. Um, but there's a, a, there's a ton to learn for them. There's so much to keep track of. And so being able to have the information 
at a really high level, but then be able to communicate it, express it, and to be able to connect with people. Every single personality is different. Their, yeah. their goals and preferences, um, their fears, their concerns, their strong suits are all different. And finding a way to really connect with them in a way that is helpful and makes sense and makes them comfortable and confident, um, that that's a huge part of the job. And I think that most of the time it's something I can do very well. Yeah, so listening is probably what you're saying there. Um, <laughs> a superpower. <laughs> So what would you say is your, one of your biggest obstacles that you've had in the last two years, like something that um, mm. was challenging for you that you've you know been working to get through? There were a few. Um, there's a lot to learn on both ends, and so that was a big part of it. For me, a huge part of it really was to just, I mean, realistically, starting a new career in my 40s with a family and jumping into a market that almost instantly became really high-paced and really high-pressure. And um, figuring out that work-life balance and trying to move really quickly in that market and still being deliberate and careful enough to do everything really well um, and not just <laughs> burn out was a big part of it. I mean, it, sure. was, it was a huge first year, especially. So um, I know you've only done this as part of a team, but what do you think are some advantages of being part of a team versus doing this as a solo agent? Even part of what I just mentioned, I can't imagine having done that alone. Sure. Um, and I am a very independent person. Um, my entire professional career has been as an independent contractor. So I really do, um, I thrive in that independence to a level. But I know that, um, especially starting, there's so much more to uh, rely on. There's so much more support. There's so much more experience. There's so much more accountability. And um, there's a great structure here and a great systems, whether that is in the training, in uh, learning and growing together, or the technological systems, the CRM databases. Like there is, there's a really good level of all of that for an agent that has their own initiative, has their own work ethic, and brings in their own energy can be maximized in a way that I could not have done alone. Sure. Um. So we're hearing a lot of talk about uh, market shift or things are changing. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that you're doing differently to prepare for that or to, to help your client prepare for that? I think the bulk of it is is the same, but um, you know, as far as getting them all of the information, the information is going to change. The market will shift. People will look for different kinds of pro of properties, and yet most of the working pieces are going to be the same and then they're applied slightly differently so a lot of it is very similar but um preparing people in lending is such a big deal because that's what has changed yeah. and setting expectations is important for no matter what they enter and coming in knowing that that monthly payment might affect their budget but knowing yeah. that the price is still a massive valuable tangible Asset is the biggest thing right now saying, look, we're going to respond and we're going to adjust. Mm -hmm. um, but this is still such an important decision. And it's, it's going to be that massive tangible asset that will pay off over long term, regardless of how things are different than they were six months ago. Yeah. So what are you what are some things that you're doing to stay on top of current trends? Like where are you getting your information? Uh, 
Um, a lot of it is coming through here in the team, and I appreciate that too because you can go on Facebook right now and you can get six different opinions on sure. real estate. Um, and when we're here together, we'll see a lot of those different sources. We'll see the credible sources, which we are going to be a lot more connected to than just your aunt on Facebook. Um, so we can look at those. We can discuss them together. We can talk with multiple lenders. We can talk with multiple banks and really try to boil that down to the best, most reputable sources and the most trustworthy information to work with. Mm-hmm. What is your what is your view on the current market? Um, good, bad, otherwise? Mm-hmm. Like who who is benefiting most from the current current real estate market? The shift from such a um, seller's market, I think, is still just more balanced. It's still kind of on the seller side because inventory is low, and because people are still actively looking. Um, and honestly, the increase in the interest rates was significant, and it was rapid, we're still not at historic high interest Mm -hmm. rates. You know, there's still a solid buy-in there. Um, So it's shifted more toward the buyers, but um, there's a good balance because as a seller, the the lower inventory still brings in a lot of buyers. um, And the prices aren't going up as high as they were, but they're still solid. Yeah. It's still a good, solid price. And for the buyers, you know, they aren't as competitive. They don't have to go against 20 other offers. There aren't massive appraisal gap coverages. Um, there aren't as many people taking reckless steps like waiving inspections. So you can put in a good, solid, reasonable offer and still get a good home. Um, and I, I, I did want to say on, on both sides of that, selling and buying right now, the home prices in this area specifically – you know, Grand Rapids has gone through a just a huge growth period for the past 20 years. Tons of growth, tons of development, business, art, sports, everything. It's just totally different place. Totally different place. It's really blown up. And the housing prices for a long time didn't reflect that. Um, I travel all over the country. I see housing prices, you know, in big cities and small towns, but all different states. And when I talked about what real estate cost here, people were still blown away perspective for massive sure. and now there's been this this more recent dramatic spike partly because of covid and then lower interest rates certainly um and people around here uh, are still in a little bit of shock about the price increases yeah and yet i i personally do not think they're ridiculous i still think that the, the home prices in west michigan are an incredible value for what you get for sure oh my yep. gosh compared to virtually anywhere else and of comparable cities they're still low and so sellers can now take advantage by getting a higher price than they used to but buyers are still getting dollar for dollar big picture a really good value for that price i think any of that has to do with being able to work remotely or um work from home type options and i've seen that i think you know COVID had the short-term shifts but we've seen in so many ways those adjustments that we now expect to continue. And remote yeah. work is a huge part of that, whether it's a new career path like I had <laughs> or yeah. a new job or something because of COVID, um, you know, that catalyst is now going to continue. People are still in that job or people yeah. can now work remotely or they did move for a different school district for those kids, for their kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, but now it's going gonna, it's gonna to stabilize and stay somewhat different. 
your future. Sure. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot um, from clients and they're asking a lot of questions about high-speed internet, like what's available here, <laughs> um, what options do we have? And um, I d don't remember those questions five, 10 years ago, so. It's really pertinent and I gotta be honest, it was actually really pertinent for some of my clients that just moved into the state from California. Um, and fair to say though too, that there is a definition of high-speed internet and there's a lot of internet that technically counts as high speed. Yeah. Um, but it pays now to get into the nitty gritty with people who ask that question and say, what numbers are you looking for? Yeah. Because there's a huge difference between what used to be high speed yeah. and what people are currently doing with it. Compared and so, um, yeah, like, no, I'm, I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was technically high speed, I think was something like 75. Yeah. And they were, you know, people looking for two or 300. Now we want fiber and yeah. to download everything and in seconds. So that was, that was a little pro tip that I just got through. I mean, just a, a recent transaction saying yeah. if someone's asking for high speed, find out detailed description. What exactly are they looking to do? What number do they have in mind? Because if you say, can you get high speed internet? Yeah. People can say yes. And it's not really what what are you used to? What have you used before? Yeah, Th yeah those exactly. questions should yep. be coming up. But. Specifically. So outside of real estate, what are some of the things that you're into? Um, I honestly, I really do, number one, love just being uh, a dad and a husband. My family is great. We have a ton of fun together. I, <laughs> I am actually not looking forward to them going back to school. Mm. We have a ton of fun over the summer. And with this... Um, with this schedule, uh, you know, I love the flexibility of it, but you're, there's going to be nights and weekends. Yeah. Kids are home during the day. We have a lot more time to make that work. So there's a little bit of me that is cringing about the school year starting again. Um, otherwise, we love being outside. Um, my whole family, except for my three-year-old this summer, did triathlons. Yep. Um, I love getting out, hiking, exploring. Um, we just love being by the water, too. I mean... We're Michigan family. We don't, we love being in the water. We don't have a boat. Yeah. <laughs> we don't go skiing. We don't do all the, so many of the fun, typical things people do. We just go to the water. Yep. And in the winter, when the snow is piled up outside, we don't go skiing. We don't go snowboarding. We just go outside and play in the snow. Yeah. So it is just as simple sometimes as actually just getting being, outside. Just being outdoors. Yeah. So you, you posted a picture on Facebook recently um, of your family jumping. And you got <laughs> yeah. all of your kids to do it at the same time. Yep. How many takes did that take you? Uh, very many. Uh, my wife, my wife and I started doing this when we were dating, and um, it's silly, but it becomes really fun in the whole process. Like we've had people walk by all the time when we're doing this, and they said, "Do you want us to just, just take a picture for you?" Or we know they sell remotes, and we yeah. know, but we were down there. Um, you know, and you try to set it up on the beach and things are blown around and the towel's falling. But we did that probably for about 30 minutes uh, before we got just the right picture. Yeah. And it somehow is mostly fun the whole time. But yeah, that's a pretty sweet one. That was good. Um, so what about you? What, what are some of the other hobbies that you have? Um, places that you've traveled? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I talked about loving to be outside, and I had a I had a huge bucket list item this year, um, which I'll talk about way too long if I'm given the chance. But I actually got to uh, go with a group of guys to Nepal, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and uh, trek and climb in the Himalayas. Okay. So uh, hiking all the way to Everest Base Camp, and then um, with a bigger group of guys, and then just a few of us cut over to a different valley and climbed, uh, actually did an ascent of a, of a mountain there. Wow. Um, not Everest. Yeah. Everest adjacent. Someday. <laughs> so, nah, maybe, probably not, actually. All right. I can, uh, more later. But, yeah, that was absolutely incredible. Okay. That was overwhelming. So what about vacation? Like, where do you like to go for a travel? Is it just Michigan, or do you like to go outside of Michigan for, like, family vacations? Yeah, we, we just went to um, Kentucky, which is a bit random. I think mm -hmm. it was you were on vacation the same time in a different part of Michigan doing almost all the same things. Yeah. But we, but we went to Kentucky um, primarily for the caves. We've done a lot in national parks. Okay. Um, Especially when, before we had kids, we, my wife and I would just go national park hiking, climbing all the time. And um, we're saving some of the bigger national parks for when our kids are a little older, just so okay. they can get a little more out of it, remember it more. But I had not been to any of the big caves. So Mammoth Caves and Horse Cave, and um, they're super cool. Kids <laughs> all enjoy that? Even more than I expected. All right. Because we have, you know, between 10, 8, and 3... It's still very different abilities and interests, and we weren't sure how that would go with, like, the three-year-old hiking through a cave for six hours or the 10-year-old yep. just getting bored. Um, they absolutely ate it up. It was, it was uh, more successful than most attempts with kids, for sure. Huh. But it was I, awesome. I wonder how my daughters would uh, react to that. I think I think Trison would like it, and yeah. Callan would probably like it, but, um, yeah, uh, the twins, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, but I, I and you Spiders never you never know. That's the whole darkness. thing. I was so surprised by how much our three year old enjoyed it. Okay, I was like, I don't know why she liked it so much. But did you guys enjoyed it? Probably. At, uh, I'm absolutely. You yeah. know, everyone else is excited. She's going to be excited. Yep. Um, but it was, yeah, it's one of those things. I it just all around was way cooler than I even expected it to be. So um, I don't think we talked about this, but outside of um, family life and real estate, you also. Um, are an investor, you have rental properties. Mm -hmm. um, what do you What do you like about that? I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about when I started, when I first started doing it, and it just, it is, it's, it's something I already said about each personal purchase. You know, you buy a home, and it is that, it is that massive, tangible asset. And I just, I wanted to grow a business. I wanted to build wealth and equity, and. Um, there are so many ways to do that, but I'm I'm, just, I'm the guy who wants to be able to see and sure. touch and physically own something. It just it makes way more sense to me, connects to me that way. Um, and I honestly, I, I love the real estate. I get I have to be careful when I'm showing other people homes because I get excited about them. I see yeah. the potential. I start brainstorming of what could be, how it could be used, how it could be better, and so I can never shut that part of my brain down whether yeah. that's working on our own home and so being able to go out and find a place see the potential use it currently as a business but then also improve it and prepare it it's I just I really really enjoy that part of it and it does pay off so it's a good fit long term for sure. yeah exactly yeah I've always kind of thought for myself I wouldn't own a, an investment property that I wouldn't live in mm -hmm. um, so I'm yep. I've sense of pride I sense that with you too so that's good to hear that that was a big one and actually um just as it as a story about that it was really important to me too we um 
we got our first property. We didn't have tenants in it yet. And this was at a time when um, the refugee crisis was the prominent news story. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. And we just, I got to a point where I just all of a sudden hit me that we had our own home and we had now another home that was just going to be making money for us at a time in the world when there were so many people just struggling to find anywhere to live. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually got to partner with a local refugee resettlement program and get a family in there for the first um, 18 months of owning the home. We had a refugee family staying there okay. and worked with the program and worked with them to make it affordable. And um, honestly, everything we've done in that sphere, that had to be one of the most valuable times for us all around. And yeah. They typically don't get a very nice place. They don't typically get that long to stay in it. We just said, come in, use it, and you move out whenever you're ready. And um, that that's something else that you're able to do when you have a physical asset, a real an yeah. investment. You know, you can make those personal decisions about how it gets used and and see it directly affect other people. So that was that was a big part of it for me that I was really happy to be able to do. Um. So, what what's some um, one thing that you would say a new agent getting into real estate should should do or focus on to help them get started? I I am gonna say that a new agent, especially, should be on a team. Um, it's just because because there isn't one thing, right? I it's you have to be so diligent with the documents, the paperwork, and something that I've heard over and over again here with the training is don't practice on your clients. Yeah. <laughs> like train, learn, practice, do, you know, work with people so you are really prepared. When it's time to meet the needs of a buyer, you need to be ready, you have to do it just right. So there's a ton of that administrative side. There's so much about getting leads, making connections to be able to do business. And I know you can contact your sphere. You can find all your old friends on Facebook. Yeah. You can call someone you haven't seen forever and invite them to coffee and just let them know you're a real estate agent. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we, you know, we have to be active in our sphere. But yep. um, that's another huge part of it. The, the accountability, the learning, the training of being on a team and um, being part of a company that finds leads and provides leads so that you can be their agent is also just, it's a huge asset that makes all the difference in the world. Any um, crazy real estate stories you could share? Oh, man. Um, crazy. I, I know I'll think of a few that are a little goofier, but I will say, um, you know, it's gone really well, and I've seen a lot of success, and I've really enjoyed it. But the first, you know, my first clients that I got to get a house for, yeah, um, they had been together for get the numbers now but they've been together for like 30 years married for like 20 years and this was still going to be their first home and I have gotten fancier houses I've gotten bigger houses more expensive houses you know more business success in most measurable ways but being able to um, get them a house in a tough market where they could still you know you you do a lot of work to get someone into a house then but they could secure it at a good, such a good interest rate and have the first property that became theirs was just, 
it just incredibly rewarding. Yeah, it's about um, the connections, right? Dude, it was great. Um, other funny, goofy stories, crazy stories, certainly. Um, and I'm going to be really annoyed that I can't think of more right now. But um, there's always there's always something because there's so many moving pieces, and you're working with people <laughs> and yeah. humans at our best are always a little goofy. So you get plenty of that. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you for your time. Thanks for your time. And if um, you got anything else that you want to share, get off your chest. Ooh, like serious confessions? Whatever. Deep, dark secrets? Um, no, I, I would just say that um, it's still, it is still such a good opportunity for anyone to own property. And it is still incredibly personal. You know, I've talked to so many people that say, um, everything here makes sense, but I just don't, I just don't like the house. And they kind of feel bad about saying it, but they have to love where they, where they end up. And there's a lot of room to make the right, wise, practical decision. And yet it's a very personal thing that people get passionate about. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a cool opportunity to see people find that like hey this works and they still light up about it and they get excited about people come in thinking no matter what time of year this is where i'm going to put my christmas tree <laughs> there are people who just they love that they're so focused on that or this is where i can finally play in the yard with my kids yeah you know, or i get to i get to remodel the kitchen it gets to be mine and i that part of it is is always super fun well, um, yeah, so if you connect with Kurt, um, this is fun. <laughs> um, so if you feel like you can connect with Kurt, yeah. either buy, sell, or invest in real estate, how, how can they get a hold of you, Kurt? Um, email's always easy. Okay. It's kurt at smalliganrealestate.com, and smalliganrealestate.com is its own website where you can get a lot more information about the team and what we do in our reviews. And you should also be able to scroll through and uh, find each agent and just click on them if you want to connect as well. Perfect. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, thanks for your time. And I enjoy working with you. Thank you, Mike.